What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to Chapter 141 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the Arizona Election Audit Goes QAnon episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Liv Agar, Julian Fields, and Travis View. On January 20th, 14 days after the storming of the Capitol, Ron Watkins, aka Code Monkey, posted the following to his Telegram channel. We gave it our all. Now we need to keep our chins up and go back to our lives as best we are able. We have a new president sworn in, and it is our responsibility as citizens to respect the Constitution, regardless of whether or not we agree with the specifics or details regarding officials who are sworn in. As we enter into the next administration, please remember all of the friends and happy memories we made together over the past few years. I'll have more to say in a few days regarding a new project I'm currently fleshing out. God bless. This seeming abdication contrasted with Ron's previous attempts to sow confusion about the voting machines used in the 2020 elections. His Telegram channel then went quiet until March 10th, when he was forced to contend with the release of Colin Hoback's documentary series on QAnon, which posited Ron as the front-running suspect in the search for who was behind the anonymous forum poster known as Q. As the series finished airing, Ron began feeling the pressure of new scrutiny. So, in multiple Telegram posts, he made a straightforward claim. I'm not Q. It was early April, and his contentions wouldn't last. By the 8th, he was promoting a new adrenochrome-related conspiracy theory about adrenal glucocorticoid and the Chinese government. By the 10th, he had embraced anti-vaccination conspiracy theories and misinterpreted a study to claim that those who believe the, quote, mainstream COVID narrative are mentally ill. And by the 13th of April, Ron found a new focus, using words that were familiar to anybody following the post-election attempt to challenge the vote tally. The world is watching Maricopa County. When I first read this, I was surprised. We had attended multiple gatherings outside the Maricopa County Voting Office in November of 2020. They had all failed to produce results. Arizona swung blue and stayed that way. So what the fuck was Ron talking about? Well, it turns out that there was a new, much less effective, much more laughable attempt at undermining the presidential results underway. And Ron would soon be deeply involved with these cyber ninjas. But before we jump into all of that, QAnon News. For my first story, major QAnon influencer Inevitable ET revealed to be a Colorado-based chiropractor. So this story is due to some great reporting from David Gilbert at Vice News. QAnon influencers, they can be anti-Semitic to like one degree or another. Sometimes the anti-Semitism is, you know, subtle. It's barely there. You know, sometimes they're not even aware that they're promoting anti-Semitic tropes. Other times it's really more overt. And the QAnon influencer known as Inevitable ET or just IET is definitely one of the most overtly anti-Semitic ones. For example, in 2018, he tweeted, imagine what it will be like the day Trump finishes as president. They, in all in three parentheses, are all gone. So that the triple parentheses is often used to denote Jewish people. So he's basically imagining the elimination of all Jews in that, that tweet. Mm-hmm. Inevitable ET has also taken part in the Blue the Jew movement, where anti-Semites, uh, they Photoshop images of Jewish people, usually in media or politics, in blue So they're shaded blue. So this was a technique developed to disseminate anti-Semitic messages while avoiding triggering hate speech rules on tech platforms. Blue the Jew sounds like a memoir of my college years. (laughs) 
That report from Vice revealed that the true identity of Inevitable E.T. is Craig Longley, a chiropractor from uh, who was originally from Texas, who operates a physical therapy cl- clinic in Denver. He is also a CrossFitter who reportedly attempted to pill people he met at a CrossFit gym. Yes. So worth mentioning that uh, QAnon Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene also does CrossFit, something else we maybe uh, need to look into. CrossFit mm-hmm. to QAnon Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Longley used to have a physical therapy YouTube channel, but it has since been deleted in the wake of that article being published. Uh, people also swung by his clinic that he has in, in uh, Colorado, but it's, it appears to have been abandoned. Yeah, this is really strange because like Inevitable E.T., he is has always been extremely online. He, he had like two dozen different um, ban evasion accounts when he got banned from Twitter. She just popped up over and over and over again. I think that in the wake of the January 6th uh, insurrection and then Twitter like seriously cracked down on QAnon accounts, he kind of gave up after that. That's when he finally just moved his operation to Telegram. However, he he is still listed as being a speaker for the three-day QAnon conference that is taking place on Memorial Day weekend in Dallas. So maybe we'll get to see him there if he hasn't just decided to give up the QAnon game entirely because he's been doxxed. For my next story, Newsmax apologizes for making vote manipulation claims against Dominion Voting Systems Director. So this is a follow-up on a story that uh, we discussed a few months ago. So we we talked about the saga of uh, Dominion Voting Systems Director Eric Coomer, who was accused of rigging the election during a supposed Antifa conference call. Now, Everything about this is bullshit. The, this, the tale of Dr. Coomer on the Antifa conference call obviously didn't happen. This is, it was based upon another, another Colorado-based right-wing podcaster. But that didn't prevent Coomer from receiving death threats about after his photo, home address, and details about his family uh, circulated on right-wing websites. Newsmax was one of the many outlets that spread this misinformation. In response to a defamation lawsuit filed by Coomer, Newsmax on Friday apologized and backed off claims that he manipulated voting machines. Here's what that apology says in part. Newsmax has found no evidence that Dr. Coomer interfered with Dominion voting machines or voting software in any way, nor that Dr. Coomer ever claimed to have done so. Nor has Newsmax found any evidence that Dr. Coomer ever participated in any conversation with members of, quote, Antifa, nor that he was directly involved with any partisan political organization. I'm just thinking about how cool it would be if, like, Newsmax reporters spoke in the transatlantic accent now. (laughs) (laughs) They issued this apology not because... Newsbacks violated any editorial standards that they may have, but rather because they might lose money if they didn't issue this apology. So this is just a cost-saving procedure. Their lawyers made them put out this statement, not anyone in charge of their uh, their editorial output. As much as I have ragged on the QAnon community, I will give them one thing. They have always had really big dreams and ambitions. They wanted to see something like less mundane than the status quo. You know, from from its inception, QAnon people, they wanted to see the arrest of Hillary Clinton, the revelation that she committed many unimaginable heinous crimes and her imprisonment and or execution in Guantanamo Bay detention camp. So this would be followed by a worldwide revival in which everyone realized what a monster Hillary was and what good, smart, wonderful people QAnon people really are. 
So this is a grand vision for the future. However, in the wake of Joe Biden's election, they have set their sights a whole lot lower. They basically want the status quo again of a few months ago, back when Trump was president. They just want Daddy Trump to be in office again and on Twitter, owning the libs. And that's when they felt best. For that reason, uh, many of them are hyped about the audit currently happening in Maricopa County, Arizona. True believers are confident that it will uncover the most stunning example of voter and election fraud in U.S. history. It's worth noting that there have already been two independent audits of the Arizona election. Those audits were conducted by the firms Pro VNV and SLI Compliance. The two firms thoroughly examined the integrity of the election. Pro V&V performed a logic and accuracy test of the tabulation machines to see that, quote, system correctly captures, stores, consolidates, and reports the specific ballot selections in absence of selections for each ballot position. And Pro V&V, they found no issues. The firms examined what's called hash values, which is the code that dictates how the machine functions to see if they were the same as when the machines were certified. Now, if the hash codes were different, that may indicate tampering, but no hash value discrepancies were noted. The auditors also checked that hackers didn't install any software or hardware onto the machines by running malware tests and opening up the machines themselves. They also conducted a network analysis to ensure that the network is a closed network and can't reach the internet. No malicious hardware or software discrepancies were identified, and the firms did not see any proof of internet connectivity. The auditors examined all nine of the large tabulators uh, that count ballots at the election center. There was a random selection of 20% of the county's precinct-based tabulators and a random selection of 40% of the county's adjudication stations. No issues were found with the machines. And that's just all to say that all the investigations, more than one, have not found any issues. The problem is that this is not the answer that many Republicans want to hear. My point is, is that if you're really interested in audits, you know, they weren't hyped about these, these previous audits that were done by professionals with experience in uh, auditing elections. But they are hyped about this one. According to a nationwide poll conducted by Reuters, six in 10 Republicans believe the baseless claim that the election was stolen from Trump due to widespread voter fraud, despite the fact that there's just there's no evidence of that whatsoever. So in order to prove that there was fraud, the Arizona State Senate used their subpoena power to take possession of all 2.1 million ballots in Maricopa County and the machines that counted them, along with computer hard drives full of data. They then proceeded to hand the materials over to a Florida-based consultancy with no election experience. It's called Cyber Ninjas. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Come the fuck Which, on. Stupid. I know. Cyber Ninjas is headed by a man named Doug Logan. Now, oh, Logan has shit. been an active promoter of baseless <laughs> oh. conspiracy theories alleging widespread election fraud last year, including in Arizona. Uh, would you have any comments on your brother, Doug? No, I don't have any <laughs> comments. I knew you'd bring this up, but no. For example, here's a tweet that Doug Logan retweeted in December of last year. I'm tired of hearing people say there was no fraud. It happened. It's real. And people better get wise fast. Hashtag crucible moment. And it's a response to Jack Flynn and Lynn Wood. 
Mm-hmm. And nine others. Who knows what's? Who knows what other ads are in there? Yeah. <laughs> Lord Barrister is the username, and Anon with three stars after it is the name. It's a photo of I think the founding fathers with an American flag, but all the stars on the top left of the American flag mm-hmm. form a Q. Oh yeah, yeah, great stuff. You- <laughs> Pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they always call themselves shit like Lord Barrister? They always think like they're some sort of vanguard like in in this weird, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, m- medieval game. Yeah, wanting to be landed aristocracy and loving the founding fathers is such a cool combo. Totally. <laughs> Earlier that month, Logan retweeted a meme showing a board from the game show Wheel of Fortune with a puzzle reading, Joe Biden committed election fraud. Also in December, Doug Logan straight up retweeted Ron Watkins himself in a tweet that said this. Hint, after auditing the adjudicated ballots and corresponding audit marks, you may discover Trump got 200k more votes than previously reported in Arizona. Doug Logan even once tweeted directly at Ron Watkins himself, posting, I'd love to chat if you have a chance. So they may be in direct communication. Incredible. So we don't know if for a fact they are in direct communication, but according to a recent report by Kelly Weil published in the Daily Beast, Doug Logan is receiving auditing assistance from a man named Bobby Pitton, who is a manager of an Illinois-based financial planning firm. That is notable, firstly, because Bobby Pitton has previously spread misinformation about election results in Arizona. And secondly, because Bobby Pitton is directly uh, communicating with Ron Watkins. Here's what Watkins said in a Telegram post. Called at Bobby Pitton earlier and had a chat about potential use of the UV light station. Since UV is able to detect oil from fingerprints, If there are no fingerprints on the ballot, then the likelihood of the ballot being marked through a non-human process is high. Give at Bobby Pitton a follow while you're at it. He is doing great work with building uh, the phantom voter data sets and uh, corresponding algorithms. When the Daily Beast asked Pitton about his contact with Watkins, Pitton basically confirmed that they had been talking. Here's what Pitton said. He just reached out to me and said, I see you doing God's work. And I said, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. And, you know, he feels the same way about what he's doing. And we just we kind of just spoke about it, I guess, about the ballots. Uh, we were just talking about the UV lights. Uh, we just kind of kicked the tires around and, uh, and different technologies that could be used to expose voter fraud in the future. How we can maybe come up with ideas that we share with the public and uh, collaborate. One of the main figures behind Q has his like his 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 dirty paws directly into the audit and how it's functioning. How exactly will Cyber Ninjas conduct this audit? The company doesn't actually want anyone to know. When Cyber Ninjas was facing a lawsuit, a judge ordered the company to submit its plans and procedures for review. Cyber Ninjas then asked that it be allowed to file those documents ex parte and under seal, meaning that neither the public nor the parties bringing the lawsuit would be able to see them. The cybersecurity company claimed that the procedure documents contained trade secrets. The Senate Republicans, meanwhile, backed that request with a claim that the procedure documents were privileged under legislative immunity. At a hearing on the request, the Arizona State Senator's lawyer, Corey Langhofer, admitted that the Senate wanted the documents withheld from the public because they believed that if the documents were produced, they would, quote, not be treated fairly by opposing counsel or the press. Right. 
So, you know, it's like we, we can't tell you what we're doing because people if people found out they would make fun of us, they wouldn't like it. They would be very nasty, I guess. Mm hmm. Now, you might think that this isn't a very transparent audit if they're actively working to cover up the procedures. But on Telegram, Ron Watkins claims that there's actually a good reason for all the secrecy. If we don't know the exact procedure and policies of the audit, then neither does the enemy. Information is valuable, and if the procedures were completely known, it would be easier to infiltrate and disrupt the process. However, Cyber Ninja's attempts to keep what it's doing secret were not successful. Last week, a judge ordered the firm to release its processes, and they complied by releasing nearly 200 pages to the court detailing its practices. Among other things, the documents reveal that the auditors are scouring the 2.1 million ballots for counterfeits by using an unproven process created by a man named Joven Pulitzer. <laughs> I don't know. You tr trust that? You don't trust that name? <laughs> I don't. And I especially don't trust that name, especially when it's connected to a man with his history. His name is uh, Oscar pri Pulitzer, and you don't think that he's acclaimed. <laughs> Prior to this, Joven Pulitzer was famous uh, for inventing a tech device called the QCAT. So do you guys remember the QCAT at all? No. 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 So this was a cat-shaped barcode scanner that you hooked up to your computer. So yeah. you're supposed to use it to scan codes on products or in magazines. And the idea was is that it would just take your web browser directly to the website without having to type on or click anything. But the, the, to be so, clear, it's C-U-E cat. Q cat. Yes, 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 right. It's C U E not, cat. Not the letter Q, just to, yeah. Not clarify. the letter Q cat. It's the C U E cat. But this is QR codes, right? He's fucked. Uh, yes, this, I guess this is, yeah, this was a primitive attempt at uh, using key, QR codes. So this was, uh, this, this, a TV ad from the 90s explained how it worked. So you're sitting at your computer with your new QCAT from Radio Shack. Now you can access web pages even easier and faster than before. Just swipe the cat across a special Q code and watch the exact web page you want download right before your eyes. No more clicking through pages looking for specific information. Despite a big marketing push, a QCAT flopped, and now it's regularly called one of the worst tech inventions of all time. <laughs> um, the QCAT mostly serves as a cautionary tale for tech investors. Now, encountering the QCAT again made me remember an infomercial that I'm positive I saw one time. It took place in a classroom in the far future in which students are learning about all the wonderful things that are possible thanks to the QCAT and the things oh that the QCAT did for society. And the students in this infomercial, they're learning about an event called the QCAT Convergence, which basically <laughs> implies that the invention triggered the, like, the technological singularity. And this oh, led to a global God. utopia. Mm -hmm. now, Are you sure I, you weren't just in like a fever dream? Yeah, dude, you're making <laughs> it up. It sounds <laughs> made up. And I'll be honest, I could not find it anywhere when I was researching it, but I know it exists. And I, I hope, I hope uh, some, some of our listeners uh, can confirm that they saw it too, so I don't feel crazy. Now you know how I feel every episode, Travis. <laughs> Joven Pulitzer later left the tech game to become a treasure hunter. His stint as a treasure hunter earned him an appearance on the History Channel series The Curse of Oak Island. Here he is in 2014 pitching fellow treasure hunters on the theory that a certain artifact could be found in Nova Scotia. This is about history. And the bottom of this hole is going to be some of the most important pieces of treasure to mankind. 
we're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant? The gold chest, which according to the Old Testament, contained the actual Ten Commandments? Here is what we believe. There is an ancient legend about an ancient mariner society traveling from the Holy Land to Nova Scotia. This particular society was able to navigate the world by tracking stars. They were sailing with artifacts from the first temple. Pulitzer later claimed that a supposedly ancient Roman sword recovered in Nova Scotia had magical magnetic properties and served mm. as evidence that uh, the ancient Romans had visited North America by 200 AD. The sword is likely a fake, and his theory is not supported by any credible historian or archaeologist. In fact, when I was researching Pulitzer's past, I came across several blog posts from historians who were furious that he was promoting his <laughs> nonsense theories in their field. But basically, this guy, he seems to have just moved from field to field and creating disasters or financial ruin or headaches for established experts over and over again. So that rocks. Uh, He's a, <laughs> is he an enfant terrible? Is he a, an anti-hero? Are you intimidated by that, Travis? Not, not really. It just <laughs> makes me even sadder for the world. Pulitzer has moved on from misleading people about history to misleading people about elections. Currently, he claims to have invented technology that can detect fraudulent ballots by examining the folds in the paper and the markings used from previous elections. When he asserted that Joe Biden's win in Georgia last year was marred by fraud that only he could detect, Georgia's Republican Secretary of State derided him as a, quote, failed inventor and a failed treasure hunter. The Republicans were looking for like a real treasure hunter to detect the fraud. Right. We want someone who's actually found the Ark, not this not this imposter. But this is basically the main reason why people are already suspicious and skeptical of the audit. It's being run by a company with a Q-friendly CEO, and it's using a process developed by a notoriously bad inventor in bargain bin Indiana Jones. Despite its shaky foundations, this audit has brought the whole Q-grifter gang back together again. General Flynn himself praised the audit during a speech in Nashville and warned of a mob that may be shipped from Seattle and Portland to disrupt it. Maricopa County is, a, is tactical, but it's, it has a strategic consequence depending on the outcome. And we, we believe we know what the outcome will, will be. Okay? Maricopa County audit is a big, big deal. And I'm telling you, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say it today because we, we have intel that's they're, they're, they may be bringing people down from Portland and Seattle to disrupt what? I mean, to disrupt finding the truth, discovering the truth. Is that not the Indiana Jones font? Am I fucking tripping? That is the Indiana Jones font. What is happening? Are realities awesome. converging? <laughs> I don't know. This Travis, is a right wing video, that right? Font? That's I didn't what make, they no, picked. I, I pulled this. I pulled this video off of a, a QAnon followers t uh, a Twitter account. Oh boy, that is one hundred percent the Indiana Jones Jake, font. Jake, look what you've done. On Telegram, Ron Watkins also echoed uh, those fears about mobs that threatened the audit. If you have proof, uh, chat logs, or information 
uh, regarding BLM or Antifa uh, booking rooms in Arizona to protest the audits, uh, please email me. Cyber Ninjas was also concerned about the threat of Antifa. In a recently released security assessment document, the firm imagines what would happen if there was a firebomb attack on a nearby intersection. It says this. Antifa will likely use the backed-up traffic in those six lanes to slow police and fire response to any perimeter breach operation. So they imagine, like, Antifa doing a coordinated attack, distracting people to allow for an infiltration of the audit grounds because they love Joe Biden so much. The Antifa, they fucking love Joe Biden. They, they, want, they want him in office so much. They will, they will destroy, you know, all of Phoenix just to keep him in office. It's sort of what some people do with Q, where they're like, it is a planned organization that has membership and acts in unison, except, of course, it's just like a sort of a vague idea, decentralized. Mm -hmm. At least so far, Portland Antifa has not taken a road trip down the Phoenix to disrupt the audit. But just in case there is trouble, the event is currently receiving security from the Arizona Rangers. Now, if you aren't familiar with the Arizona Rangers, they are a nonprofit, unpaid, non-commissioned civilian law enforcement auxiliary, which basically means that they are a group of people who like being cops so much that they do it for free. They kind of exist in this weird in-between space between like a militia and an actual, I guess, official state organization Fine. because uh, you know they're they're not an independent militia because in 2002 the Arizona state legislature passed a law that authorized the rangers to provide assistance to law enforcement and exempted them from private security regulations on Facebook, the Arizona Rangers shared a Gateway Pundit article about the audit. That article concluded with the claim that, quote, the Coliseum is well guarded and there are contingencies if someone tried to bully their way in. But the Democrats are desperate and will do anything, even steal an election to gain power. The level of projection there is so cool. Also, the Arizona Rangers is the name of the main protagonist group in Wasteland 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they they leave that state, I think, in three. But that that's incredible. You just somehow, I mean, people like basically, I mean, that's what happened with Space Force. They called them Guardians, mm -hmm. which is from fucking Destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to help raise funds for the protection of the audit, the Arizona Rangers set up a GoFundMe that has raised over $170,000 so far. On the GoFundMe donor page, you can see several people leaving uh, comments that say, where we go one, we go all, because they, they're all Q-pilled and they think that the Rangers are basically going to help overturn the election. QAnon lawyer Sidney Powell also endorsed the audit. While being interviewed on the radio show The Right Side with Doug Billings, Powell speculated that there were hundreds of thousands of fraudulent ballots. I bet there were 400 to 500,000 fraudulent votes in Maricopa County alone. Wow. And that would be just beyond the pale. Yep. And the same happened in other states. We know it. They know it. They know we know it. But they are fighting our ability to prove it. And unfortunately, lots of judges are helping them do that. They still use Trump's shitty fucking phrases like, I know it. They know it. You know it. We know it. Many people are saying this. Many people. Many people. In addition to that, none other than Donald Trump himself endorsed the audit while at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida. Trump took to a patio stage and uh, <laughs> grabbed a mic and started blabbering about how the election was stolen from him. Let's see what they find. I wouldn't be surprised if they found thousands and thousands and thousands of votes. So we're going to watch that very closely. And 
after that, you'll watch Pennsylvania and you'll watch Georgia and you're going to watch Michigan and uh, Wisconsin and you're watching New Hampshire. They found a lot of votes up in New Hampshire just now. You saw that because this was a rigged election. Everybody knows it. And we're going to be uh, we're going to be watching it very closely. But start off by you just take a look. It's on. It's on closed circuit. I guess it's on all over the place because everyone's talking about yesterday front page of the New York Times. They didn't want to write it. But that's because they thought they were going to have a negative uh, decision and the judge gave them, gave us a positive decision. What really gets me about the video is that all the people in the the audience, there are like a couple dozen, there aren't a whole lot, but they all paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be members of this country club, basically. And but they also get, as a bonus, the Trump residency, basically. You, there's a solid chance that the former president is just going to waddle out and start ranting about the stuff he used to rant about while he was the leader of the free world. Trump also issued a statement chastising Arizona Governor Doug Ducey for not being sufficiently supportive of the audience. Here's what it says. The Republican Party is demanding that Governor Ducey of Arizona immediately provide large-scale security for the brave American patriots during the forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election. Governor Ducey will be held fully responsible for the safety of those involved. State police or National Guard must be immediately sent out for protection. The Democrats do not want to have this information revealed. (laughs) They will do anything to stop it. Governor Ducey must finally act. Rank-and-file people in the Arizona right wing also have high hopes for the audit. In Phoenix, one supporter of the audit was spotted holding a sign that says, The Tree of Liberty is Thirsty. This is uh, in reference to a Thomas Jefferson quote that goes, The Tree of Liberty must be refreshed from time to time with with the blood of patriots and tyrants. So it's basically just an, an open call for violence. Here's what that protester said in an interview. All right, I'm here with John. John, tell us a little bit about why you're out here. I'm out here because the election was stolen from President Trump, and we're trying to get the audit done to show it. And what do you think might come of this audit? This is the first audit in the nation. Maricopa County is about 60% of the vote in Arizona. How do you think it's going to turn out? So I personally think that the audit, if it goes the way that it should go, it's going to uncover so much fraud, and Arizona's going to be the first domino to fall. And then the rest of the states, like Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia are going to fall as well. And President Trump will take office again. He is, his sign is like glittered out. (laughs) That's right. It's multicolored. It's shiny. He used a a three, unfortunately, uh, to to replace an E because he ran out of E's. And so the second E in tree uh, is a three. I think it's important to note that not everyone in Arizona government is on board with this audit. One of the most vocal opponents is the Arizona Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs. Here she is on the Mehdi Hassan show explaining her issues. Well, you know, this is the Republicans in the legislature trying to pander to their base who refuses to accept the election results from six months ago. Um, you know, and, and I've been avoiding calling it an audit because it really isn't that. Um, in most audits and, and across any industry, you would have procedures that were clearly laid out. And this firm that's been hired has no auditing experience, no election experience, and they're clearly just making this up as they go along. 
the objections of Secretary of State Hobbs has led to the official audit Twitter account trolling her. For example, after Hobbs tweeted this, As long as this hashtag fraud it continues, I'll keep working to bring expertise and transparency to the process and hold the cyber ninjas accountable. The Arizona audit Twitter account responded by saying this, You, at Katie Hobbs, might be held accountable for having your paid election expert Ryan Macias impersonate a reporter and try to sneak past security to get on the ballot floor. More to come. Ryan Macias is apparently one of the audit observers employed by the Secretary of State. I couldn't find any evidence that Marcias was trying to impersonate a reporter. Apparently, this is just an accusation from the account. And say, as a general rule of thumb, whenever someone makes a wild accusation and then promises that the evidence for the accusation is forthcoming, they're just talking out of their ass. On Sunday, the again, this is the official audit account. This is the one that's supposed to be representing the audit process. It tweeted this. Arizona Audit has more Twitter followers than at Secretary Hobbs, <laughs> who doesn't support election audit. Retweet if you support this audit. They're all posters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just posters. Posting and its consequences has been a disaster for the human race. <laughs> this just honestly feels like this this feels like the whole country has just taken a big dump in their pants. And it's just rolling around, stinking up the place. A team Ugh. of cyber ninjas approaches Joe Biden. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> the actual audit itself is occurring in the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix. The area is divided into four sections, each of which are identified by a color. There is a yellow section, a green section, a blue section, and a red section. The different colors tell the counters where they're supposed to be on the floor. Those counters are wearing colored shirts that correspond to those areas. Ken Bennett, the Senate liaison for the audit of the Maricopa County election results, uh, explained what the colored t-shirts mean in a video on Twitter. Hi, we hope you're tuning in to the Arizona Audit at azaudit.org, where you can see the live stream. And one of the questions we're getting a lot of is, what about the colored shirts? There's four colors for the teams that are doing the counting. Red, yellow, blue, and green. There's also purple, and those are the runners that take ballots back and forth between the ballot corrals and the tables. And then we have orange, those are the volunteer observers. There's some pink that showed up the last few days. That's observers from the Secretary of State's office, but most of them are actually coming in from around the country. Black shirts are the team leaders and the management, and that kind of describes the, the colors of the shirts on the floor. The, the black shirts will uh, ensure that the correct political uh, leader... <laughs> It's uh, the uh, head in the of last the few state. days, we uh, have had some brown shirts uh, showing up, and uh, <laughs> we have welcomed them. So that's the official explanation, at least. Uh, QAnon people and other online conspiracists thought that actually the T-shirt colors represent what kind of ballot they are examining. Uh, one of the individuals spreading misinformation about the T-shirts was the animator Doug Tennepel, who is best known for creating Earthworm Jim. So, yeah, I'm very sorry to report that the creator of Earthworm Jim is extremely pilled and extremely online. I played one and two on Super Nintendo, and I, I have fond memories. This is fucking my life up. When I designed Earthworm Jim, I was always thinking of the true earthworms of this world, the Hebrewic race. <laughs> 
Here's what he said in the video that I saw spread all over QAnon Telegram channels. But the yellow t-shirt means that they're dealing with mail-in ballots is what they're looking at. So this is one of the largest areas for the, for review. And so anyone wearing a yellow t-shirt, I believe, is looking at um, mail-in ballots. And this is the, you can see that there are five yellow tables at work uh, doing this process. Then it will go, the ballots will be moved to the green table, which is a different group of ballots going around those turntables. There's a blue table in the back, um, which represent the unfolded ballot or uh, inspecting folds. Now, to be clear, all of that is wrong. Like that's based on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> The auditors appear to have bought into a theory that was popular with QAnon followers and other Trump supporters in the wake of Trump's election loss. Specifically, there was a claim that the Department of Homeland Security marked all authentic election ballots with a non-radioactive isotope watermark. In this completely false story, a Democrats printed a bunch of extra fraudulent ballots, not knowing that the real ballots would be authenticated with the watermark. And therefore, the fraudulent ballots would be removed and this would result in Trump winning in the landslide and an upset victory. Some QAnon followers even tied the cryptic Q phrase, watch the water, to these fictional watermarks. Now, even though it's all made up, video from the floor shows the auditors sitting at tables and running the ballots underneath a UV light. This was, of course, noticed by QAnon followers who thought that uh, it was evidence that, that their theory was real and they were catching the fraudulent ballots. This is what one QAnon follower on YouTube said. Welcome back to the show. I got some great news to report on. This current footage that's playing is the Arizona audits currently being conducted. And as you can see... The ladies are using the UV light technology to make sure all the ballots are verified with the watermark so they're not fraudulent, which majority of them are. And what you've been witnessing is the biggest surveillance operation sting you've ever seen. The Democrats walk to their own drug deal. The game is over. They're caught. The first domino will be Arizona to fall. Enjoy the show. Tell me what the UV light is, really, please, Travis. So, yeah, I really think it's just for show. I think they're pilled, and they think that they're, they're oh, something they, that can't be detected. Oh, God. So, Insane. They're baking something that's true, because the people on the other side of the video are also pilled. So <laughs> it's called manifesting. So here's how Ken Bennett explained the use of UV lights when asked about it during an interview with the far-right blog Gateway Pundit. Also, um, I've been hearing a lot about UV lights. Uh, can you tell us what those are for? The, the UV lights were part of their paper evaluation process to look for watermarks mm -hmm. uh, on the ballot. Uh, and the county elections department uh, assures us that there aren't any watermarks on the ballot. So if there aren't any watermarks on the ballot, they won't find any watermarks on the ballot. But that was part of their uh, procedures that they decided to use to evaluate the paper. Evaluate the paper. That, that They're is... just so... I mean, we know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. This this company is going to come forward and say, we found massive inconsistencies. And the news will go, 
none of this is true. None of it is real. It's based on nothing. And the QAnon followers are going to be like, oh, of course, the, well, of course the news is going to say none of it's real. They're trying to hide the truth. And this continues forever and ever yeah, and, yeah. and forever and yeah. so yeah. on until I die. The combo of the election and the, the January 6th storming of the Capitol have formed, I think, something as big as 9-11 or JFK uh, getting shot, like for Americans. Like it is going to be a fucking shit show for decades to come in terms of how people perceive what we all experienced. I'm looking forward to the movie about it <laughs> that comes out that's very well done, like the JFK assassination, but incredibly wrong <laughs> yeah. in terms of its but like historical accuracy. Even the logic of this guy, it's like, well, listen, I'm a scientist. I'm checking the vaccines uh, for 666, the mark of the beast. If there is no 666 in these vaccines under the microscope, then I guess we won't find any 666s, okay? So stop calling me crazy for looking for it. The organizers of the audit also set up nine live stream cameras pointed at various parts of the audit floor. That allows anyone to go to azaudit.org and see what's happening in real time. Now, all things considered, I think this is, pre this is preferable to not filming the activities at all. But in practice, this has led to paranoid conspiracy theorists obsessively watching the live stream and uh. baking every single thing that they see. Right. This sort of behavior has been explicitly encouraged by Ron Watkins, who said this on Telegram. We are watching the auditors. No shenanigans will get through the sharp eyes of the watchers. I saw a lot of uh, live stream camera baking on Twitter. For example, I saw this tweet from a super pilled amateur election observer. Please check camera nine blue team. Been watching for an hour. The guy with the light has used a pen on three ballots so far. Also put five ballots in box without looking for watermark or whatever they are using light for table of six and they are acting very suspicious uh, uh, watch camera seven man reached down his pants did not uh then clean hands <laughs> <laughs> at home observers also occasionally make clips of what they think is suspicious behavior they sometimes call for individuals to be arrested for example i saw this tweet which got 124 retweets camera number nine the blm creep is not looking for uv ballots watermarks i'm assuming that just means a black person the blm creep he's laughing and <laughs> oh my god he's laughing and creating fraud all over again please have him arrested at arizona gop <laughs> my god this cannot stand who is running the cameras the entire nest of creeps needs to be arrested now nest of creeps all this is like really really bizarre because like the actual live feeds they're really mind-numbing to watch just live video of people like sitting down in their colored shirts handling ballots passing them around and then putting them in boxes but these people apparently they sit at the sit at their computer and they watch it for hours trying to find evidence of wrongdoing however my favorite conspiracy theory to come out of this audit concerns a nearby carnival so some have noticed that right next to the veterans coliseum is the arizona state fairgrounds those fairgrounds are hosting the crazy times carnival now if you if you were to go to the crazy times carnival website you see that it looks looks like it's just you know a good clean family fun you know there's a ferris wheel there's teacups there's a g-force ride there's junk food there's all that good stuff but conspiracists thought that this carnival was merely a cover for a plan to launch an attack on the audit itself. Here's one popular post on 4chan that caused conspiracy theories about the carnival to spread. Possible false flag soon near Arizona audit. Expect either a bomb, mass shooting, or fire. One, 
literally at the same plot where the Arizona audit is taking place. 2. Sketchy company which claims it's been around since the 1800s, but only started 2020. Number 3. Carnival was cancelled, then rescheduled when audit was allowed. Number 4. The fucking website is a WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Carnivals. They have the highest quality web development. Number five. The carnival was supposedly whipped up last minute in just a few days. Who the fuck plans an entire carnival in just a few days? <laughs> How is that even possible or even allowed? I would expect a ton of process and paperwork. Timing is extremely suspicious. Number six. Based off the official Facebook post of the Carnival Company, there was no news of the Carnival until the 26th. The commenters are surprised the date changed from October to this Sunday, and people surprised the location of the Carnival also changed. On a side note, the description of the website of what will be at the Carnival just looks like the fakest shit ever, LMAO. Clown World meme is becoming a reality. Spread the word on social media and inform as many people as you can. Friends and family. Once they realize people are catching on, they may not go through with it. Let's raise awareness about the carnival, and then they're going to shut it down. This is that clown <laughs> panic of like people who saw terrifying clowns <laughs> for months like in specific yeah, parts of the kidding? country. The guy, the guy who's running the carnival is like, did you hear? The carnival's going viral on 4chan. <laughs> Thousands oh, no. of people are going to hear about our event. Oh, ticket sales are going to be through the roof. I'll finally be able to afford that 11-foot alligator that I always wanted. <laughs> Gateway Pundit also got in on the fun. They published a post-headlined exclusive, The Carnival is Coming to Town, suddenly booked and now open right next to where the Maricopa County election audit is taking place. Um, as supposed evidence that the carnival was more than it seemed, Gateway Pundit included a fake Craigslist job posting for Crazy Clowns. Now, if this job posting was real, I would be, it would be very strange and suspicious, but again, it's fake. Here's what it says. Crazy Clowns, $150,000, Central Phoenix. We are hiring a traveling crew of crazy clowns for our Crazy <laughs> Times Carnival. We need 10 experienced professionals for the job. We will provide all the equipment you will need, including a detailed map of the fairgrounds. We need clowns who know how to captivate a crowd, dance with fire, fly like acrobats, and for the final act, disappear like Houdini. If your crew has what it takes to give Arizona the performance of a lifetime, your place on the Ark will be secured. On April 31st, find flight. So, I think there's lots of clues that that's fake, but I think one of the biggest ones is that April 31st can be found nowhere on the Gregorian calendar. I mean, the idea that the, like, the deep state was like trying to find their operatives to destroy the audit using fucking craigslist yeah they're leaving clues for you to figure it out so where is the audit going from here the original estimated completion date was may 14th that's an important deadline because after that veterans memorial coliseum has to make space for some high school graduation ceremonies you know obviously you can't be you know auditing ballots while being surrounded by 18 year olds listening to seasons of love from the rent soundtrack however there are some concern that they will not be able to complete the audit by this deadline but no worries, according to the chairwoman of the Arizona GOP, Kelly Ward. They have backup plans in case the audit runs long. Now, May 14th was the original completion date for the audit. 
Our understanding now is that they are ramping up the ballot evaluations and the process is continuing as quickly as it possibly can. They want to do it and they want to do it right. If they don't make that May 14th deadline, there are options to move the remaining audit processes into smaller venues in the Veterans Memorial Coliseum so that pre-scheduled events can take place where the audit is being conducted right now. Another option is that the audit could take a three to four day pause and then return to the main Coliseum floor and resume operations for as long as needed. The bottom line, look for more Democrat and media assaults against the audit this week and look for the counting to continue. It's like Lost, where they're like, they treat it as if, like, it's initially like, oh, we'll get off the island soon. And then there's just seven years they're in that coliseum counting ballots. That coliseum is a chaz now. Like, it is completely <laughs> yeah. independent state. Yeah. Now, despite those possible delays, QAnon followers have, of course, convinced that the audit will finally uncover the fraud and usher Trump back into the White House. For example, I spotted this tweet from a QAnon follower, which received over 1,400 retweets. Panic in Arizona. Over a quarter million invalid ballots found already. 80,000 without any fingerprints. Military tracking daily figures. Let's keep the auditors in our minds and prayers. Daily threats to them and families. Space Force watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Space Force. Actually, actually, I saw a few QAnon followers push the claim that the Space Force is somehow involved mm -hmm. in uncovering election fraud. Uh, he, Duh, Travis! They're watching from space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, high. really, like high, I, this is a this is one tweet I saw from another Q on the follower that referenced that theory. Do you really believe the media's stories that mocked hashtag Space Force? Space Force operates satellites. There you go. All the <laughs> hacking from Europe, China, Iran—they have it all. Maricopa with just the fake ballots will start the avalanche. In the end, the end to hashtag Dominion. However, I have also seen more experienced, wizened QAnon followers hedge their bets about the ultimate consequences of the audit. For example, this is what QAnon promoter Stormy Patriot Joe told his followers on Telegram. Careful on going all in on Arizona. I've seen all ins on the election. January 6th, January 20th, Supreme Court rulings, Joe in office for 30 days, Joe in office for 100 days, me... Comfy AF. We got this. <laughs> None of the dates are turning out. I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm chilling. Actually, it's funny to That's me. the thing. Predictions come, predictions go. Me, comfy as fuck with Joe Biden as president. Actually, <laughs> I'm winning. Actually. <laughs> Now, hedging your bets on this is a really smart move for Q1 followers because there's really only one super important thing to, to know about it. The audit will not make any real world difference regardless of what it finds. The election is over. The results have been certified. There is no scenario in which Donald Trump makes a triumphant return to the White House as a consequence of this audit. There's really only one actual purpose to cast doubt about the legitimacy of the election. They don't actually even have to really prove that the election was fraudulent. All they have to do is like raise doubts. And 
I think they'll probably be successful. I mean, it'll generate a report which will allege discrepancies or some bullshit, and then they'll be used as a pretext to make it harder to vote or cast doubt in the election. They'll be used as a bludgeon in the in the upcoming elections. Yeah, I mean, it'll that's be it. amplified by all of the usual yeah. suspects. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all they have to do is say, you know, there were watermarks <laughs> on some of the th- eighty thousand uh, ballots lost. And then, you know, Yo. fucking, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Waters on Fox News will be like, will be like, no, uh, the the AZ audit uh, did find a discrepancy of 80,000. No, no fingerprints. They didn't find any fingerprints. Very suspicious. We need to, like, you know, make it harder to vote, basically. It's yeah. going to happen. Basically, the previously most influential writer in American culture used to read submarine manuals and create uh, elaborate op stories. And now uh, we have a guy who reads voting machine manuals and creates a tawdry, shittier version. And this isn't particularly new for conservatives as well. I read somewhere that 40% of people who voted for McCain in 2008 thought the election was rigged through like ACORN. So Republicans have been doing this as a justification for fraud for a while. It's Again, it's not something that is like this new thing in relation to Trump. Trump is just a intensification of an intensification of uh, trends that were already moving towards something like this. Thanks for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month. You'll get a whole second episode every week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. When you subscribe, you help us stay advertising free and editorially independent. We stream twice a week at twitch.tv slash QAnon Anonymous. You can also go and check out twitch.tv slash liveagar, A-G-A-R, for more streaming, and Julian Field, F-E-E-L-D. Additionally, Jake has joined the streaming world, and he is now up at twitch.tv slash Florida Flynn. For everything else, we have a website, qanonanonymous.com. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact. And now, today's auto cue. Last month, we spoke to a Minnesota business owner who refused to take down a massive, massive Trump 2020 flag that violated his city's ordinance. Jay Johnson is facing increased fines and says not even jail time can stop him from flying this huge flag over his construction business. Just this weekend, he doubled down, put up an even bigger flag. This one is 40 by 60. It is 900 square feet bigger than his previous flag. So this thing's like 3,600 square feet. It is huge, the size of the footprint of a house. He's also flying it proudly in the small city of Buffalo, Minnesota, which I guess is technically a blue state. Makes it even funnier. Jay Johnson joins us now. Jay, great to have you back. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. So it's, it's, it's a bigger flag, slightly different than the last one. It has the names Trump and JFK Jr. on it, is that right? With the slogan, where we go one, we go all. Explain explain this flag. Well, well, Trump, to me, is the Lone Ranger, and the Lone Ranger needs a, a, a guy by his side, and that's JFK. And uh, so uh, I, I decided to, to put it up, and and uh, leave the people um, uh, think about what's going on. Sure. I mean, where, where do you? How do you bring JFK into this? Explain that a little bit to me. Uh, well, JFK and Donald Trump were friends, and uh, um, and uh, 
I, I don't know if you know this, but Donald Trump is president. Yeah. And Donald Trump needs a vice president. So when the time was right, I bring him out. And he's your new vice president. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> uh, you, held, you held a huge celebration over the weekend for this. Uh, you said more than a thousand people showed up when you put that flag up. Uh, for the raising. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of support in Buffalo, Minnesota. Explain what the response yeah, yes. has been like. Uh, great. Uh, this is a First Amendment issue. Uh, flying the flag is no different than than having your vote stolen. Uh, both are First Amendment issues, in my opinion, and everybody's supportive of, of that. And the where we go one, we go all. That was on the bell on JFK, uh, boat, uh, PT boat, and for me putting this flag up, uh, it's, I believe that it's going to bring everybody together, uh, not sure. divide everybody. And you because what 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 we're dealing here is not left or right; it's about good and evil. Okay, all right, fair enough.